Tonight on Rogue Padron, a not-so-brief debrief, the enemy of my enemy is a hottie, a stave execution, don't underestimate Yellow Wasiri, and cheaters sometimes prosper. Amen. <laughs> Prayer emoji. <laughs> This is Rogue Leader. All wings report in. Rogue 6, standing by. Rogue 7, standing by. Rogue 3, standing by. Listeners, welcome to Season 4, Mission 5 of Rogue Padron. We are in for a kind of creepy episode tonight, but before we get into it, here's a quick reminder of your host. Is it a spoopy Halloween special? Oh no, Danny. Nah, it just has some creepers in it. (laughs) Just normal, normal crappy life stuff. (laughs) Wait, that was a really good ghost noise. Right? I'm really good at it. I'm really impressed. Thank you. Yeah. Thank you. (laughs) Well, I just returned from a vacation in Paris, but while I was there, of course, I couldn't stop thinking about Rogue Padron. So Heath, Rogue 3, reminded me of all of the super weird baby paintings in the Louvre, because (laughs) those have got to be Photoshopped. (laughs) (laughs) Yes. Yes, I'll do it. Super creepy. The creepiest babies ever. We have Saf, Rogue 7, who reminded me of the catacombs because she's all soft lighting and millions of ghosts. <laughs> <laughs> I have so many ghosts in me all the time. So many ghosts. <laughs> but, like, we were in the catacombs and I kept we kept taking pictures because there's plaques and cool skull sculptures. And I kept wanting to make, like, prayer emoji, but I was like, I really can't do that. That feels disrespectful. <laughs> not catholic but still felt bad yeah a little bit disrespectful maybe Uh, a little bit a little bit (laughs) we have danny rogue six who's a scenic boat ride along the seine but at night without the proper outerwear so you're kind of uncomfortable but still having a great time (laughs) (laughs) i i just i Thanks. <laughs> You're welcome. <laughs> Danny is speechless. Yeah, it happens. And I'm Meg, Rogue Leader, and I fit in the best with the children who were so excited to feed Koi at the aquarium in Paris. Oh. Probably it's the so least cute. Paris thing ever. <laughs> that's what you should do when you go somewhere you shouldn't do the stereotypical things i mean we did but also i was like we need to go to this aquarium right who wants to see the eiffel tower overrated still make time to do what you love okay to be fair the eiffel tower was like three blocks away from the aquarium so did you see any octopus at the aquarium um they didn't have any octopuses but they had so many jellyfish, so many jellyfish, and That's they're all like very different kinds, and it was beautiful. 
Did you see any Mon Calahatis at the aquarium? No. <laughs> I wish. Disappointing. I know. Yeah, what is even the point of an aquarium then? If there's no Mon Calahatis. I don't understand. Oh my gosh, there's... my new dream job is to start a Star Wars aquarium. Yes! Oh my god. With all Ithorian tour guides. I mean, obviously. Oh. <laughs> Speaking of the best thing ever, I have a question about Rogue One. Mm-hmm. It's time. We are a month away from the release of Rogue. That's not true. What am I saying? We're, we're like two months. We're like two a little, months. A, a little, a little. Well, I got real excited there. <laughs> a little less than two months. Okay, fifty. It's days. a week away. <laughs> right? Did y'all enjoy Rogue One? That's my question. <laughs> it was great. Um. Okay, so we're like two months away from Rogue One. Let's take stock of all the X-wing pilots that we know about so far. So, X-Wing pilot number one. We saw a sizzle reel from Celebration, and there was a quick scene of a man with a mustache getting into his X-Wing. What do we think of that guy? He's like he so had... happy to be in the X-Wing that he's my yeah. full So Good 70. enthusiasm. All right, so we will call him, from henceforth, we'll call him enthusiastic X-Wing pilot. Okay. Number two, we have the most recent trailer. We had another X-Wing pilot. This one had a red helmet, and he was screaming angrily. What do we think mm. of this X-Wing pilot? Not a fan of this pilot. Angry man. Very angry. So tired of angry men. <laughs> I'm going to give him a chance. We don't know what he's angry about. That's true. And and I mean, in defense of angry men. <laughs> <laughs> Let me stop you right there. <laughs> Maybe he's just very passionate about what he's doing. Maybe someone was wrong on the internet. Someone was definitely wrong. <laughs> Someone's always wrong on the internet. I think maybe intense is a better word for this guy than angry. <laughs> right, he's like in the middle of a battle. Of course he's intense. Right. It's I weird, like him. Weird time to be correcting people on Twitter, but, you know, who am I to judge? <laughs> well, actually. <laughs> X-Wing pilot number three is, um, we got... Uh, I guess they released some training cards on EW last week, and one of them had a blonde female X-Wing pilot who is named X-Wing pilot. So what do we think of X-Wing pilot? That she could be Yvonne? Could be. Oh, Saf. Might not be. Sweet summer. She looks an awful lot like Yvonne for it to not be Yvonne. (laughs) Like, it could just be a coincidence, but also, why not just do it? Why not just make her Yvonne? Rogue One also sounds a lot like an X-Wing squadron for it to not be an X-Wing squadron. Rogue One's such a jerk. (laughs) (laughs) It's full of lies and deceit. I'm done, 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 done being like, well, it has to be that because it just, like, makes sense, you know? It's not. It's definitely not that. I've been toyed with too many times. (laughs) Okay, so let's say... It is Yvonne. Let's just throw that possibility out there. Let's get our hopes up. What mm-hmm. uh, what role do we envision? Because, I mean, obviously at this point, the characters we're seeing are Zuvio-level background characters. Like, yep. how do we envision them dropping this Easter egg? And what role do we envision, like, her and the other pilots having in the movie at this point? I want her I to take the that... plans to Leia. Oh, my God. Oh, yeah. yeah. I imagine the angry man is just going to, or intense man, is just going to yell a bit. <laughs> Maybe die. It's possible. He's too. definitely gonna die. Oh yeah, <laughs> that—that's his final blaze of glory. 
Yeah, we're witnessing his death in that <laughs> sequence. I explained to those women how comics actually work! <laughs> <laughs> and that's why you don't mansplain. Yeah, you, you get shot down in a uh, dog fight. So good. Beautiful. Saf, did, did you have any more to say about Yvonne? Yeah, I feel like if it does end up being Yvonne, which I'm forever going to be hopeful it is, um, probably won't get named in the movie. It'll be like a side thing. Like there'll be like a trading card that comes up. You're like Yvonne, Fairlane, or whatever her name is. Um, and then everyone will be like, oh my god, it was Yvonne, but it won't actually, like, she might not even talk in the movie. She'll just be like, dumb. Yeah. I hope but she I could talks. Be wrong. Yeah, I want her to talk. Even if it's not Yvonne, I want her to talk. Like maybe in the movie there would just be some way to mention that she's from Alderaan, mm-hmm. and I mean that yeah. would yeah. that would be enough confirmation, right? That's all we would yeah. need to hear. Yeah. Yeah. They'd be like, "But it's not Yvonne. She's just another blonde pilot from Alderaan." What? And we'd be like, "Screw you, <laughs> screw you, <laughs> Rogue One." <laughs> what if her name is actually X-wing pilot? <laughs> her parents had really high hopes for her. Well. What if her name's Jim Erso? <laughs> <laughs> I don't I don't know what you're talking about. <laughs> All right, and the last pilot is someone that we've known about since the first cast photo, but we haven't really seen in a trailer until this last one and we saw him not only piloting a ship but also dropping the name of the movie. Uh, so what do we think about this Bodie guy? Bodie that's good, good thoughts, Meg. He's <laughs> <laughs> yeah. just a good shouting name. <laughs> <laughs> like, that's I'm a good bro name. Like, didn't he, like, not talk for ages in the trailers? He was just kind of there. Yeah. 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 <laughs> Glad he finally got a line in the trailer. And then in this one, he's like, we should probably explain the name of the movie. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks, bro. I still have mixed feelings about that. I don't know. About the movie name being in it. Yeah. I mean, like, that's just one of those things where you see it in, like, TV or books and stuff. Where you, like, immediately throw your hands up and are like, ah, you did the thing! (laughs) Right. Like, it totally removes you from it for a second. Because they did the thing. Yeah, it's such, like, an eye roll moment. Right. Like, Like, imagine if Obi-Wan was actually, like... Oh yeah, Luke was gonna be Luke. A new, a new hope. hope. You are a <laughs> like, new hope. It's so dumb. So wait, has Star Wars ever done that in any of the movies? No, this is the. It is gonna be the first movie different. where the title is. Palpatine spoken. wasn't like it's the Revenge of the Sith. No, I was just gonna say. <laughs> imagine Anakin like slaughtering all the younglings and then turning around and being like, "You could call this the Revenge of the <laughs> <No>. Sith." No. <laughs> <laughs> so bad. I mean, to be fair though, to be fair, like those movie names were a bit more like. Descriptive of what was happening without right, actually right. Like an actual thing within yeah. the movie. Whereas Rogue One is an actual thing in the movie. Like you assume there's going to be right. someone called yeah. Rogue One. I think so it would have been the, the movie. Yes, Mick. Oh, sorry. <laughs> I think it would have been better if they didn't just have it in the preview. Like I think in context, in the scene, it probably would have been like unnoticeable because it's like yeah, it's a call sign or yeah, it's whatever. But having it be like a pointed out thing in the trailer like just makes you notice it yeah yeah i think lucasfilm is just getting increasingly anxious that everyone thought it was going to be an x-wing movie and they're like oh god oh god we we have to justify this oh no 
Maybe, maybe that maybe it was part clock. of the reshoot. They were like, we gotta fix this somehow. <laughs> Everyone's <laughs> real mad right now. But what what did they expect? Like seriously, right? Uh, I'm still like frustrated. About Just imagine it, them all in the boardroom. Mm, Star Wars fans don't overanalyze things. Rogue One sounds great. Right, bro. I mean, yeah. <laughs> Meanwhile, <laughs> some random IMAX tweet yesterday sent everyone into a frenzy. Tickets are on sale tomorrow. I'm like, nope. What was the IMAX tweet? I totally missed that. Yeah, me too. Yeah. All right, wait, are Yo. tickets on sale today? No. No. Why did IMAX tweet not. that? No, they, did, they didn't even tweet the tickets on sale. They were just like, watch the Star Wars show tomorrow for like an IMAX exclusive. Oh, I and see. that's like all it said. And people assumed that that meant tickets would be going on sale. And like... All the fan sites had little write-ups about, like, tickets on sale tomorrow. And I was like, you all better hope that that's true, because you're going to look pretty dumb. Yep, redacted. All right, so, in conclusion, we like happy X-Wing pilots more than we like the angry ones. If blonde X-Wing pilot isn't Yvonne, we'll have a small riot. (laughs) And Bodhi is a great name to yell when you're angry. Yep. <laughs> or not even when you're angry, like just in it's general, really like at a party. party name. Yeah, Bodie! Like, Bodie! Bodie! yeah, it's a good party name. Whenever someone does something, Bodie. Yeah, it's just a good name. It's oh a great name. Can we make that a thing? That was so Bodie. <laughs> <laughs> we need to know what being so Bodie is, though. We got to do it after the movie. No, it's lit- it's like that's so wizard. It's just yeah, it's just Bodie. You want it to be. Yes, because everyone says that's a wizard. <laughs> Everybody says it. Bring it back. Do they not? Zeb says I mean... it. Oh, yeah, he does. Well, I don't. Pretty funny. <laughs> okay, okay. Let's, let's talk about this. <laughs> okay, pardon my super gross voice right now. So recovering from a cold. But let's dive into the chapters today. So starting with chapter 25. The Back to War. <laughs> <laughs> Danny. That, that was so Bodie, bro. <laughs> I feel like the book of this title is so dramatic and we haven't been taking advantage of that. So. Neither Everything has the book. This book has been so dramatic. <laughs> oh my god. So... Mirax wants Corrin to take a look at Carde's people to see if he can figure out where the leak came from. Um, there's a quip about the whole Eresy thing and about how Corrin's not really the best at spotting spies. Well, but Mirax assures him that this one isn't that good. Mirax was just dropping shade. <laughs> <laughs> you wouldn't notice a spy if she was sticking her tongue down your throat. Right, <laughs> it almost bet her multiple times. <laughs> you wouldn't notice a spy if you were thinking about having sex with her, but also thinking about your dad at the same time. <laughs> okay, Mirax, how did you know? Here we that? go. <laughs> this is getting really personal. <laughs> so, there's also a brief scene where. Wedge, Taldira, and Tycho are fighting over about how great each other are for like a whole page. And Wedge tries to be humble, but he still wants the corruptor kill on his X-Wing. Wedge, bro, you were so Bodhi. No, Taldira, you were so Bodhi. No, Tycho was the most Bodhi of all of us. (laughs) (laughs) That's so accurate. 
Oh my god, there should be a Star Wars TV show that's called That's So Bodhi. You <laughs> <laughs> can write it. In the style it. of That's So Raven. Oh my god. That's So Raven was an excellent show. I want it. I want it. That's amazing. Oh my god. Like with the with Listen the future fortune telling and everything, Heath? Yeah. Yes. Okay. All of it. All of it. Oh my gosh. I definitely want this now. Dear can, can Kylo Ren be the main character? And like he just gets like flashes of the future. No, Bodhi's <laughs> the main character. Is Kylo Ren like his so really weird? Oh, it's because it's called That's So Bodhi. <laughs> yeah. Sorry, I got distracted. <laughs> <laughs> what did you think it was called? <laughs> I just really wanted to imagine make- Kylo Ren like in a high school teeny teeny bop <laughs> TV show. Like, that's so Raven, <laughs> but Kylo Ren is the main character. That's so Raven. <laughs> I don't know. Nope. Okay. I mean, I guess if there's going to be a That's So Raven parody, it should be about Ray. Oh my god, it was right in front of us the whole time. Or no. Darth, Darth Revan, I guess. No, I That's 100% so stand behind Bodhi. <laughs> That's So Bodhi, yeah. It's the best. <laughs> okay. Sorry, what are so we, we talking get... about today? <laughs> we get a little bit of background on High Admiral Teradoc. We find out that he wasn't at Endor and he remained superficially loyal to the Empire until Coruscant fell and then he was like, see ya, peace out, um, and just took all of his stuff and left. The good news is that when Teradoc finds out about what happened to the aggregator and with the rumors of Booster asking around for the price of a slightly used interdictor, he will be very hesitant to loan anything else to Isard. But the rogues need to continue running missions as if they could be ambushed with or without an interdictor at any time. They are also planning to be more secretive with supply exchanges, not letting the cargo ships know where they're going. Most pilots wouldn't really agree to this, but Carde can convince his runners to do so as long as he finds Wedge trustworthy, a.k.a. Wedge pays in advance. (laughs) Which, I get it. So... Big picture, they have successfully destroyed one out of four of Isard's ships. Although the Corruptor was the smallest one, Captain Comerion was the boldest captain among them. And the others will not be as aggressive when it comes to exchanges with the rogues. They still need to be careful because the other ships are newer and have plenty of ties to overwhelm them. Corrin makes some dumbass remark about how that means overwhelm them with targets. But Wedge kindly reminds him that they are the targets that fire back. And Corin still is that guy who expects to die every damn time, so he needs to chill out with his ego. A little smug remark there kind of ignores the fact that they've had people die. Right? Riv! What yes. about Riv, Rip, Riv. <laughs> Some people in the room are still hurting. <laughs> it's Gavin. I say, do you know why Gavin's not part of this conversation? Because he's mourning! Doesn't even want to talk about it. Ugh. We have Mirax who is concerned that although Isard will have a harder time repairing her ships, the rogues can't replace their people and they're already running themselves ragged. But Corrin explains that they'll be okay because Isard has to react to them and assume that they're always out there, even when they're not. They can't keep up their hit and run missions forever, but theoretically they won't have to. In the meantime, they'll start buying up replacement parts needed for capital ships to drive the prices up and inconvenience Isard even more. 
and uh, Booster reasons that the leak had to come from Cardi's people because the rogues hadn't known the location of the pickup until two days before the jump, and his smugglers never knew at all, but Cardi had the information two weeks prior. The aggregator was loaned to ISARD five days before the meeting, and the people on there were briefed with specific details. <clears throat> Corin adds that is adds that if the leak did come from their end, ISARD would have also found out where their base was and showed up with Lusankium. Booster takes the comment personally, saying Corin's implying that anyone who ever smuggled anything is untrustworthy. For once, Corin didn't actually mean that, but he admits to himself that he still has some prejudice. Why Corrin. is every man in this book so sensitive and delicate? <laughs> yeah, they really all are. I started hurt my feelings. <laughs> smugglers all evil. Not all smugglers, Corin. Yes, all smugglers. <laughs> yes, all of them. Yes. <laughs> I Every feel smuggler. like Corin and Booster just need to go to couples therapy. They do though. Like, this is prob- like this just keeps coming up. <laughs> They're very, uh, they really need how to work some things out. Also, I kind of feel like Booster is just an older version of Corrin. Oh yes. In like a an lot of older ways. criminal version. Yeah. And that's like why he hates Corrin so much. He sees so much of himself reflected in him. Yes. I mean, I'd be worried if my daughter started dating like Corrin. Yeah, Corrin. Yeah. I was also going to say like myself, but you know. Worried is definitely one adjective that would describe how I would feel. Yeah. <laughs> Panicked, incensed, uh... Terrified. Murderous. Murderous. <laughs> I love that we have a podcast about X-Wing books and we are just, like, such big fans of the main protagonist, clearly. We, we love, love him. him. <laughs> He's My great. The best. Ever. Anyway, talking about better Star Wars characters, we have Winter. Yay! On the Valiant. It's a Thranta-class war cruiser, which I love the word Thranta for whatever. What does it even mean? I don't know, but I like it. Okay. Um, I mean, it was part of Another Chance's entourage. These two ships, along with a third war cruiser, mysteriously went missing when Alder when Alderaan was disarmed and weren't broken down to make commemorative medals or whatever they did with precious, precious weapons. Winter is good. Yes, winter is the greatest. <laughs> where is the uh, where is the series of books about winter? There are none because she's a woman. Sometimes Can legends I, like... makes me sad. <laughs> Can I just point out how much I hate the term holographic memory? It's so gross. <laughs> it's so bad. We get. It and I was just like, no. We get the hollow staff. Oh yeah. my god. Seth, with the Seth, that's not very Bodhi of you. <laughs> that was not very Bodhi. <laughs> All of Star Wars except Bodhi to the ground. <laughs> it's still not very Bodhi of me, but at least he's still around. <laughs> Beautiful. No, it's awful. It's really terrible. <laughs> um, Wedge, first... Well, first, Booster assumes that he's going to be given command of the Valiant. But Wedge is like, nah, bro. And he offers it to Errol because she's the one who has actually 
has experience commanding a war cruiser, which is amazing. And she also asks M-Tray to come along to help figure out the inner workings of the ship. And they're going to, I don't know, they're just going to have great adventures piloting the Valiant together. What a good duo. Good. It's going to be so cute. It's going to be amazing. Uh, yeah. But then we <laughs> didn't actually get to see them. We will later. So close. So they close, haven't actually so taken off yet. Okay, that's fair. There's a lot of the back to war to be fought. <laughs> that was so Bodhi, Meg. <laughs> <laughs> so in the next chapter, we go back to Typhera. Dum bum bum. High Admiral Teradoc has withdrawn the aggregator from my service, and that is your fault. My fault? What algorithm did you use to calculate that conclusion? Sir. The calculations were simple enough that I would have thought any provincial mind could have grasped them. Your pilots were on both the aggregator and the corruptor. It was your pilots who were supposed to deal with the snub fighter threat. They failed, costing me the corruptor and now making me the laughing stock of the galaxy. Teradoc has the gall to say to me that he'd only lend me toys if I would promise they would not return broken. The Emperor would have had his guts for floss over such a remark. Because of you, I am subject to such indignities. Begging your pardon, but the orders placing my pilots on those ships came from you. I asked you to use our elite pilots for the mission, but you picked a green unit. Their evaluations, reports, you prepared, were outstanding. Yes, but they'd not seen combat before. You sent them out after a unit that is arguably the best fighter squadron in the galaxy. Even with your participation, no longer needed or welcome? My elite squadron is the equal of Rogue Squadron. If you had sent us after them, Teradoc would be prostrate before you, begging you to accept his allegiance. He's laughing because you destroyed this- you destroyed three squadrons, because you didn't heed the warning he offered by refusing to stand his own pilots against Antilles. I think, Madam Director, you cannot discount the fact that the rogues clearly had planned ahead against the eventuality of betrayal. Granted, an Alderanian war cruiser is an antiquated ship, but coupled with the X-Wing squadron's strength, it was enough to make Captain Convarian pay for his recklessness. You presume Convarian made a mistake to blame me to the fact that if our operation was betrayed to Antilles, it was doubtless through a spy you would fail to locate. I don't understand that line at all. Meg, what does it mean? <laughs> Make help. What? What does this line mean? Hold on. We, the, the bad guys are too eloquent for us. <laughs> oh, no. Oh. So she's saying that Voru is trying to make it sound like Convarion just kept making mistakes rather than admit that there might be a spy in their operation. Uh, okay. She's basically saying Kavarian is the reason everything went to. Yeah, and, but Isard is like being super paranoid and is like, you're just saying that because you don't want me to think that there's a spy that you haven't found yet. Uh, okay. Okay, that makes sense. Even though there's like nothing to tell them that until he's had any idea that this happened. So she's losing it. Oh dear. TLDR, she's losing it. <laughs> yeah, a little bit. <laughs> <laughs> so, like you just heard, 
Before I start an heiress, you're having a not-so-pleasant meeting. And Boru is standing by as a super awkward third party as Isar tears her heresy down. And (laughs) Aresi's just getting blamed for everything, but she insists that it was Isar's fault because she didn't do what she told her to do. And Voru, being the stand-up guy he is, decides to step in to keep Isar from completely destroying Aresi because her family still has substantial influence over the Bacta cartel. Should Isard fall out of power, being an ally to the Delarets would be a very good indeed, and he could even tell the New Republic that this was his plan all along to work on overturning Isard from the inside. Yep. yep. I'm, I'm ready for Voru to die. Yeah. <laughs> same. <laughs> I've been ready. He doesn't have, like, the same... Like, he's not even... Boring, like, stuff we can make fun of as Kitten did. So, like, right? Voru's like... just kind of there. <laughs> Kit yeah. was really awful, but he was awful in a special way. Like, yeah. I really liked yeah. Voru when he punched that guy in the face, but ever since, yeah, he's just been, like, great. super pervy. Yeah. Like, yeah. just keep punching people in the face, Voru. Yeah, I don't understand. Like, that's good. Not a fan. Not a fan of this creep. Anyway. We find out that the rogues... So this is this is what that sentence meant. Uh, we find out that they think that the rogues knew that they were betrayed ahead of time and that the Valiant had always been a part of their armada. I start to suggest that Voru has a spy in his ranks. So I guess if you guys would have read the show notes, you would have known that. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's, a, it's a nice surprise reading the notes and finally understanding what's happening. <laughs> so good. <laughs> Just... Playing it by ear is so much more Bodhi, Meg. <laughs> I can't do that. I read this show. <laughs> Once again, Voru is a goddamn creep. Oh, he's so yeah. creepy. He wants to get on Aresi's good side, but he doesn't want to get, like, too on her good side. And he describes himself as vain and desperate, which was... He talks about, like, consummating their... Their alliance... Yeah. Their oh bodies. God! Oh. <laughs> <laughs> I just want him to die. I hope. A, I hope Aresi kills him. Hard pass on that. Isard wants Carde dealt with, but Voru insists that that will not happen under any circumstances. He goes on to gently tell her how wrong she is about everything, and comes to the conclusion that the best way to find out the rogue home base and shut them down is to flood the market with Bacta. Both Aresi and Isard are super against this, but this is the only way to cut off the rogue's funding and make it not worth it for smugglers and pirates to protect them. However, Voru already knew that Isard would reject his plan because it's too bloodless. Oh, Isard, so predictable. (laughs) (laughs) Like, as he was detailing this plan, I was like, that would probably work really well and the rogues would be really screwed. And then he was like, she won't won't accept this. And she didn't. I was like, well, that's convenient. (laughs) Right. <laughs> Isard is oh. too evil to accept the plan that works. <laughs> Correct. She goes on to demand that Wedge and Corrin suffer, and she wants to kill something and use Aristide's squadron to do it. Vorber once warns her that pulling another stunt like Halonet is not in their best interest. She relents and tells Aristide to plan an attack somewhere on Typhera against the Ashurin or their sympathizers. So it's kind of a dick move. Yeah. Surprise. 
In the next chapter, we go to Mirax and Booster, and they're back to visit Carde, who seems totally untroubled by how thoroughly pissed off Booster is. I'm sorry. I know that I tend to derail us, but did you just say that they're back to visit Carde? Yes. <laughs> I sure did. <laughs> the best part of this chapter is Booster is described as a thirst-mad bantha preparing a spring to a watering seep. I don't even know what it means, but I love it. What's a watering seat? Uh, that's <laughs> weird. Like, it's weird, like, man. Why, why would you feel like an angry person to... A, a thirst-mad bantha. <laughs> like, I assume a herbivore creature that just wants right, Like a big, dumb-looking... <laughs> hey, you watch your mouth. <laughs> hey, I love banthas. Yeah, I love banthas, but they have goofy faces. Wow. That's what makes him so endearing. It is. Goofy faces are A+. You're my fave. Well, that explains why we're all friends. <laughs> all confused to faces. Carne figured out that Melina was the spy after the fact. Oh, yeah, Melina. He has a... such, an, yeah. such an important and significant character. The girl with the big mouth. Yeah, <laughs> the girl with the big mouth. <laughs> Melania? Penny. why are you like this (laughs) well Carde hadn't dealt with her yet trying to see how far Icerath's influence had leaked into his organization they also mentioned just a really terrible torture method which I'm going to bring it up but they one way to torture someone in the Star Wars galaxy is to throw them in a back to tank and then run electricity through it and then turn it off and let them heal, lather, rinse, repeat. That's just, that's that's just beyond that's just awful. Because yeah. it's not like they can talk in the back to. Like, how are you even supposed to know if they're going to be com- like complicit? <clears throat> I feel anyway. like Michael Stackpole is going through some rough times during this one. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, it's... Yeah. 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 That's dark. Yep. This got some demons. It's a very spoopy episode. (laughs) (laughs) That's a really good ghost. (laughs) Just has the right timber. (laughs) Booster wants to keep Melina working, even though Carde needs to kill her. To prove a point. Do you Part mean of it? Booster. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> no. I could not help myself. No. That was amazing. <laughs> <laughs> Part of it is so Isar doesn't try to insert a new spy, but Booster will also probably be feeding false information to her. In the end, Booster gets three months of her life in exchange for some huge orders. A gravity well, a squadron of tie parts, and some Y-wing cannons. Then the rest of the chapter, they talk about negotiations, and it's really not important. Yeah. Yep. <laughs> Thanks. Thanks for How that. How do you... It's like a, a gravity well is like what the interdictors have, right? Yeah. Right. Interesting. So what is he up to? Who knows? Who knows? Well, we'll probably find out before the book's over. <laughs> <laughs> probably. 
We will actually know in not that long. <laughs> Back on Typhera, we find out a little bit more about the Vratrix, that they sometimes eat their pets for special occasions. <laughs> 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 their spit makes mud to make their buildings, but they have really lovely architecture. <laughs> God, I love learning about alien cultures so much. <laughs> I feel so knowledgeable. My life has been enriched. I do. I mean, I do have to applaud the Vratrix. Like, they are definitely very different and yeah, and cool, unique culture. And I, I'm into that. Totally. Yella, El Skull, uh, and Sixtus have been moving through the Vatrix villages for safety, but also to rouse them to their cause. The Ashurn then come through and start tra- training recruits as they move on from village to village. The Vatrix were made for fighting, but they're generally a peaceful people, which is the only reason why all of the humans on the planet haven't just been murdered. This is a pretty spooky episode. Um, <laughs> <laughs> Elskol calls Yella out, about going on a suicide mission isn't going to unite her and Derek, even if she does get shot up. Living for as long as possible and doing things that are worth remembering is the only way to live. If the afterlife is blissful, then pain is the only way we know we're alive and not surrendering to it is how to live. I gotta say, like, this was this was definitely a longer chapter and we don't usually get, like, long... Usually the longer chapters are coroner wedge, but it was nice to get, like, a nice long chunk about Iella. And it was like it wasn't like negotiations or X-wing battles. It was just like these two characters talking to each other, and it was really good character stuff. I thought. Yeah, totally. I really enjoyed this chapter. Yeah, I really liked it too. That it wasn't about, I guess, the mains, or that it wasn't really weaving. It was its own thing. Mm-hmm. Um, and it, mm, it just had a very good mood. It had a good mood to this chapter. Yeah. Yeah, it was like peaceful, and also like I th- I feel like in Star Wars particularly, like especially with how many background characters are dying all the time, like Derek is not an important character to us, but it's nice just to kind of get this reminder that like this you know this does affect people, and and just kind of see how throughout this book how El is dealing with that. Right. Um. Let's see. Their unfortunately peaceful moment is interrupted by the screech of TIE fighters attacking the town. There's nothing Elskull or Liela can do but run. They find a hide place to hide, and Liela, with her super sniper powers, starts picking off the THDF stormtroopers. The distraction allows more Vratrix to flee. Eventually, Yell and Eskol realize that their only way is just to run for it, and they make a frontal assault, and Yella gets hit in the thigh with a blaster. Before the troopers can take her out, a Vratrix warrior saves her by, like, super cutting this guy in half with his, like, I don't, with their, like, I don't know. I kind of imagine them. There's a Pokemon that they kind of look like. Anyway. Scyther? They kind of look like Cyphers, but black. Yeah, that's what I was yeah. thinking. Yeah, okay, good. Glad we're on the same page. <laughs> anyway, and Sixtus is also there with them and takes her to safety. Yell insists that they take all of the bodies, Vratrix and human alike, with them. It's scarier not to know what the heck happened than purely seeing a high body count. The moral of this chapter is, do not underestimate Yella's ruthlessness. 
Yellow's scary. I mean, I love her, but she is scary. Yeah, but she can be scary, right? Because here is Elskull, who has created uprisings on multiple worlds to take down tyrants. And she's like, oh, Yellow, you can't hit them from here. And then Yellow's just like, boom, headshot. And it's like, what? (laughs) You come for Yellow, you better not miss. Yeah. Yellow has seen some won't. stuff. Right? I mean, I guess she did work in Corsic, so she's done. Yeah, they've seen stuff. stuff in Corsic. Yeah. Yeah, but it's just, it's hard because she's just so much better than Corin. Yeah, so much That's better. Why couldn't hard. she have been the main character of these books? Right? She's just so much more purposeful. Yeah. Like, Corin's great at things, but it's always... Like, oh, by the skin of his teeth or some wizardry and things just work out in the end. And Yellow's like, here's some skill and smarts. Did you say by the skin of his teeth? Sure. <laughs> the phrase. That's isn't the phrase. it? Yeah. That is the phrase. Yeah. But isn't I it? doubt it. <laughs> yeah, by the skin of your teeth. That is the actual yeah, phrase. Yeah, okay. I thought I was correct. Yeah, that's definitely a phrase. It's your teeth skin. <laughs> Like has has Danny left the conversation? <laughs> Pass out. <laughs> anyway, so in this last chapter, which I thought was a lot of fun, yeah, talk about like random characters like suddenly getting a chapter focus on them. Right. This chapter was so much fun. I really. Like I want like a whole book that is just. The squad doing these like espionage missions. It was, yeah. it was so good. Total yeah. heist kind of kind of deal. So we find we learn about Captain Sire Yonka, and he's handsome probably of the Avarice. He is currently dressing and he really wants to wear his fancy red suit, but it reminds him too much of Isard. And he kind of struggles because it's a great suit and it'll attract everybody's attention, but will anybody really be looking at him? <laughs> it's beautiful. <laughs> this chapter was beautiful. Great. We find out that he allied himself with Isard, but has not been pleased since she lost Coruscant. Her use of the Kratos virus truly scares him, but for now, he's only been doing simple stuff like escorting back to runs, so he hasn't felt the need to confront Isard. Yonka is on this planet and this really swank hotel for his annual, monthly, I don't know how often it is. But he's been engaged with a long-term affair with the wife of the Moffs planet. The mo- the, with the wife of the Moffs. Aelin, Alan, I don't know how it's pronounced. They just add extra E's in there. <laughs> Aelin. They have convinced the owner of the hotel that he stays at each time to help them conceal it, thanks to a lot of favorable business and profit. I feel so like pr- having an oh. affair with the wife of the moth is a really bad idea. Yeah, yeah, but he's uh, like a fancy captain, I guess. See the beginning of the Lando comic for more on that. <laughs> right. Oh yeah. Oh, she was she was actually a moth though. She wasn't the wife of the moth. Yeah, that's but even still. worse. <laughs> yeah, that's yeah. even worse. It's even more dangerous. That's a bad idea. She's going to straight up murder Lando. (laughs) Surprise, surprise. There is a reason for this chapter because the rogues are there. (laughs) Surprise part two. 
Kina, the hotel owner, has long been a rebel agent and one of the droids currently assisting Yanka pick out an outfit, Poe, used to be part of Rogue Squadron. I'm sorry. Whoa. Did you say Poe? Poe. That's the droid's name. I love that in the Legends universe, Poe is the name of a droid that helps uh, Imperials pick out their outfits. (laughs) He's on a very important undercover mission right now, okay? But I really hope that they just use that from here. They're like, what's a good name? I don't know. Let's look through Legends real fast. (laughs) Hey, this robot's name is Poe. That's pretty good. (laughs) Go with it. Like, someone's going to realize that Finn is, like, the name of a random, I don't know. I don't know where I was going with this. (laughs) Maybe that can be our discussion question. Great. (laughs) Great. While Corrin is keeping an eye out, he starts second-guessing his gut feelings now that he knows it's the Force. Because it's the Force, and not just him being Corrin, other people believe him now, and that puts too much pressure on Corrin, should he be wrong. What a Shame. jerk. <laughs> <laughs> oh, sorry, coughing. <laughs> uh, Wedge and Gavin crash Yanka and Alan's meetup, stunning Aelin. Yanka thinks that Wedge is there to kill him, telling him that his life hardly means anything to the entirety of the avarice. Wedge begs to differ and explains that he's there to offer a deal, one that starts with making him a very rich man. Okay. Bum, bum, like, bum. Okay, okay. But, like, when when the rogues first dip in, because they're wearing, like, navy blue Stormtrooper armor, right? And it's the same color as Ayla's dress. And Yonka's first reaction is just... Oh, this is some weird surprise. Right? Like, he just thought that they were gonna, like, have a couple joining them tonight. Like, he learned to not have any idea. <laughs> he was just like, sure, okay, I'll go with this. Yeah. Oh, she invited some friends? I guess we talked about this last time. It's cool. <laughs> they were into some weird stuff. <laughs> well, wife of a moth probably gets pretty bored. Yeah. Yeah, that, that's real true. Real true. Super true. <laughs> God. Sorry, I'm already jumping ahead and reading the listener questions. How do I even get into these? these <laughs> Never mind. Move on. Doesn't matter. Doesn't matter. Keep going. But we can't keep going because that's actually the end of the chapters for this week. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but I can keep going with listener questions. Yeah. So we actually have to answer last week's listener question first. Yeah. Um, so the question to remind everybody was, what would you name your Imperial Star Destroyer and your Alderanian Attack Cruiser? I can go first because I have mine, if you all, all don't. I have mine as well. I have mine too. Me too, because I totally prepared before the podcast. Right. Oh, yeah, I, I spent all two weeks planning these out. Yeah, same, just like I promised. okay well can i go first since my name's up there first yeah let's just go in the order that they're there cool um so my imperial star destroyer would be named the mookie which means a female ewok oh oh but it's the star destroyer it's not very like it's gonna eat everyone (laughs) blood thirsty like well, like, imagine if you were a stormtrooper, right? Like, that's pretty scary if you've heard the tales. Yeah, sure. that's true. Very true. And then my Thronta class 
war cruiser <clears throat> would be named Debt Boy. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god! Oh, that's so <laughs> good. That's so good. I just love that meme for no reason. The Debt Boy meme is so good. <laughs> it's so good it's because so then. Funny. Because, you know, imagine they're in this engaged in this terrible battle, and then the ship comes in, and everyone's like, oh, sh**, that boy. It's <laughs> good. Up. Oh, up. <laughs> he about to do it. <laughs> like, that, that would be the hailing, right? Oh, up. <laughs> That's amazing. Oh, so good. Come on, top of that. No. Yeah, I want to change my just to accept defeat. So my Imperial Star Destroyer would be named the Angry Man, and my <laughs> and my Alderanian Attack Cruiser would be Avon's Revenge. Oh, oh I like nice. Oh, it's me now, isn't it? Um, my Imperial Star Destroyer would be called the Big Fist. Uh, <laughs> wow. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> punching thing. Uh, <laughs> oh, really? That's why? <laughs> I had a different name for it, but I realized I couldn't use it for the podcast. Um, and my Alderanian cruiser is the friends we made along the way. Aww. Oh, no. <laughs> That's nice. <laughs> I went for the main route there, too. Okay. Um, my Imperial Star Destroyer is called the Donald. Of course. Gross. Much like Danny's Angry Man, it's the same thing. <laughs> and my Alderanian attack cruiser is the JFK. Oh, nice. so on brand. I know, I'm very on brand. Um, after hearing yours, though, Meg, I kind of want to call a Star Destroyer the Crying Jordan. Yes! <laughs> oh my god, yes! And the attack cruiser Harambe. Oh my god. <laughs> oh my god. So... I- what about, I have Prairie two for you. What about Prairie Emoji? <laughs> oh my god, I would definitely have a ship oh, called Prairie Emoji. That's good. Prairie Emoji and Dat Boy? <laughs> oh my god. Like, Dat Boy is up. just too good. <laughs> I love the idea of the Prairie Emoji for a Star Destroyer because that's what you need to do when it turns up. Uh, and it also looks like a Star Destroyer. God, yeah. 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 Beautiful. Uh. <laughs> The Dat best boy. ships in the fleet. Dat boy. Dat boy. Oh, here come Dat boy. <laughs> oh, so good. Um, okay. <laughs> Our listeners had awesome responses, too. Um, Spitfire gave us a silly answer, which is Palpatine's nostril. <laughs> Gross. <laughs> and then he said, thanks, Han. Is that, that an EU, an it EU is reference? EU. Okay. Terrible. Can you explain it? No. Okay. Oh, this is a spoiler. <laughs> I don't know why that would be spoiler. Oh my god. I love that that's a spoiler for us. I know, yeah. Somewhere along the way, like, we're going to find out something about Palpatine's nostril. And like, really Brian and Nancy have it. said about a thousand times, like, how excited they are for the Raid Squadron books, but not until this moment have I actually gotten excited for the Raid Squadron books. I hope, it, <laughs> I hope they're all about <laughs> Palpatine's nostril. <laughs> Oh, I so mean, good. Han does show up in those books. Interesting. Okay, okay. <laughs> um, and then Spitfire's serious answer was the nemesis for the Star Destroyer and Bastion for his cruiser. Very both, good. Both really good. Um, 
Colvin said Bahamut. I don't know what that means. Is that an EU reference, maybe? Uh, I don't know. Have you Googled Final it? Fantasy? Let me Google it. It's like a big dragon thing. Oh, okay. Yeah. It's oh. like a mythological creature, but I also knew, in like yeah. and dragons and a Final vast Fantasy. fish that supports the earth in Arabian mythology. Oh, cool. Yeah. Okay. But it's like it's a big thing in like heaps of fan stuff. It's like a I dig it. Get around. I dig it. Yeah. Um, Durf Vader said he'd call his Star Destroyer the Black Scythe and his attack cruiser the Feathered Dragon. Whoa. Nice. Good. Nerf said he'd call his Star Destroyer the Eggplant Emoji. (laughs) 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 And then... I feel like Eggplant Emoji Eggplant Emoji and Prayer Emoji are like excellent tag team. Yes. Yeah, absolutely. And he said he'd call his Alderanian attack cruiser an eye for an eye of Palpatine. Ugh. Wow, we're really all about body the, yeah, yeah, the anatomy I, of Palpatine seems to be Can we step here. away from uh, Palpatine's body, please? <laughs> <laughs> no. The Eye of Palpatine uh, is in an EU book. That's from Children of the Jedi, which is a crap book. That's the oh. same one that has tomatoes in it. Oh, I feel like you have a vendetta against that book. It's a bad book. <laughs> 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 Nobody likes it. Um, Manda the Ginger said she has a fleet of cruisers, and they're called the Queen Bria, the Princess Leia, and the Remember Alderaan. So beautiful. I'm mostly compromised. Manda the Ginger, I have some bad news for you. Go on. Alderaan is gone. That's why we're remembering it. It's gone, Duran. Oh my god! Damn you. (laughs) (laughs) Too soon. It's so mean. Oh, Danny. I wish I could... I really wish I could work the boo sound into Alderaan right now. (laughs) (laughs) I'm not gonna lie. I was, like, trying to work it out in my head, but it just doesn't work. (laughs) Because there's ghosts. (laughs) Uh, (laughs) Brian said he'd call his Star Destroyer the Incompetent. It was named in memory of Kitten Lormat. Oh. oh my god, here we go again. Jay said he'd call his Star Destroyer the Dimples of Palpatine. What is happening? <laughs> that is not <laughs> Why is everybody all up in Palpatine's bod right now? Especially just his face. What is up with this? Right, it's all the face, too. It's not like, unlike oh. Isard. Palpatine's knees. Oh. No. Oh god. What? And he would call the Alderanian war cruiser everything's fine. I love that so much. Everything's fine. This is Every, everything's fine. Rolled into battle with that boy. <laughs> <laughs> oh shit! What up? <laughs> he, he about to do it. <laughs> Amazing. Oh, it's so good. Gosh. Austin said, "Fluffy." Amazing. <laughs> I feel like Austin doesn't understand how questions work. <laughs> I think Austin just responds to every question with the first Harry Potter thing that pops into his head. That's very true, though. <laughs> <laughs> this one's really good. 
Snoke said that he would name his ship, you couldn't beat a scavenger in a stick fight, come on. (laughs) 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 Okay, I feel like Snoke also didn't understand the question. So good. Snoke has some strong feelings on scavengers. (laughs) Clearly. Particularly scavengers with sticks. (laughs) Okay, we know what to look out for in episode 8 then. Oh gosh, that's really good. (laughs) And from David, we have the Imperial Star Destroyer, Yusa People Gonna Die. And the Alderanian cruiser, the fluffy loth cat of rainbows and dreams. That Aww. sounds like the best loth cat. <laughs> Not sure which one I like better, to be honest. You said people gonna die. <laughs> <laughs> you said thinking, you said people gonna die? Yes, absolutely. Okay. Oh my gosh. Uh, Nick said the Snoke. Yep, that's okay. good. Okay, it okay. is. Uh, we are contractually obligated to have at least one listener respond Snoke to every question that we answer <laughs> so that we ask. So that's good. And it can't be Snoke, so someone no, else just Snoke cannot make itself a reference. <laughs> um, Zero said that he would name his star destroyer Two Blips. Oh no, <laughs> okay. Zero. Inspired by my very own Psy Snooties, beautiful but deadly. Psy Snoodles, show some respect. Snoodles, Heath. sorry, I thought it was Snooties. <laughs> Snooties is a good pet name, though. Yeah. I love it. It's nice Snooties. Okay, Jenny. Oh. Get so many characters replying to us. <laughs> it's so great. I like so that great. our biggest audience now is troll accounts. Tro- troll accounts that are named after Star Wars characters. We, we deserve this. And they're all Star Wars universe. They're all in character, which I love so much. Oh god, <laughs> it's amazing. Uh, okay. Ian Miller said that Tycho commissioned an, a new Alderanian cruiser and called it Forward Justice, which is perfect. Oh, oh. That's, that's real good. good. Perfect. That's like some Halo name. I love it. Yeah. And Someone's then he sucking said, up to Heath right now. It's so good. It's brilliant. <laughs> and then he said the higher Moff's favorite Star Destroyer is the Iron Luxury. All of your favorite pleasures surrounded by 120 TIE Fighters. <laughs> oh. That's so many pleasures. There's a winky face in there, too. <laughs> Wait, I don't think the TIE Fighters are the pleasures, Meg. <laughs> No, there are other pleasures, I think. I mean, the, the TIE Fighters are surrounding the pleasures. <laughs> I mean, if there's 120 pleasures, there are pro- I mean, TIE Fighters, there has to be at least as many pleasures. Hassan said that his Star Destroyer would be called the Smackdown, and his Alderanian attack cruiser would be called the Beacon of Hope. Both really good names. Solid names. The Mon Kalahari said that the Star Destroyer would be called the Undertow and the Alderanian Cruiser the Surf. <laughs> oh my god. Can I declare my undying love to the Mon Calahati right now? Meg, you are because this many is, times. This so is a good. character account based off of something we make. <laughs> it's so good. <laughs> and I it's amazing. It. <laughs> I'm so happy. <laughs> and finally, perhaps my favorite answer of the week. <laughs> Glistening Pex said, and did not specify whether this is the Star Destroyer or the Cruiser, maybe it's both, would be called Glistening Death. (laughs) 
just a prayer emoji oh, right now. <laughs> I'm so glad we have it's listening like, pecs back in our life. I'm so it's glad. Really Welcome Thank back, pecs. Thanks for catching up and answering our question, pecs. We love you, pecs. <laughs> and in addition to all these amazing responses we got to our question, uh, super fan listener Sarah wrote us two awesome fanfics that we're going to put up on our Tumblr so you all can read them before we do a dramatic reading from it on our next episode. We want you all to have a chance to read it first. And these these were fanfics written from the perspective of Corn Horn. And Brojace. <laughs> and Brojace. <laughs> so. I've, read, I've read the first one so far, and it is hilarious. We, They're so good. We gave a challenge on our last episode, and Sarah rose to meet that challenge. <laughs> so thank you, Sarah. Sarah, that. that was so Bodhi. So Bodhi. So Bodhi. You so get, Bodhi. Sarah, you get the Bodhi of the episode, which is a thing that we're doing now. <laughs> oh, we should do that. <laughs> oh, yes. my God, it's amazing. The okay, but I want to give, like, a... I, the Bodhi. I want to give a Bodhi to Sarah, but I also want to give, like, a, a smaller Bodhi to Glistening Pigs. <laughs> yeah. Pex, you can have, like, a like miniature a tiny Bodhi. You can... Pex can have the Pex Glistening can have, Bodhi. Pex can <laughs> have the chest of the Bodhi. <laughs> oh, my God, no. It should... We should give out the Glistening Bodhi. Yeah, that's the thing that <laughs> every week. <laughs> okay. What have we become? So, congrats, Sarah. You won the glistening Bodhi. What's the other thing we're giving to Pex? The littler Bodhi. Uh, the littler Bodhi. <laughs> like the six inch black series glistening Bodhi. <laughs> yeah, like the glistening it's still nice, kind of collector's item, but yeah. <laughs> affordable. Oh, I love all of it. Oh, okay. We don't even have a question for this week yet. No, we don't. Um, what should it be? Oh, Danny's going in there. <laughs> <laughs> Danny thinks our question should be, what have we become? <laughs> what will you become? There isn't an answer for that. <laughs> I, I don't know. I'm trying to think. Um. Okay, I got one. Go for it. You could just say it, Danny. <laughs> <laughs> but you have to read it, Heath. Oh my god, Danny. Oh, this one's pretty good. Okay. So we've learned a lot of things about the Vertix, but what else haven't we learned yet about Vertix culture? They eat their pets. They use their spit <laughs> to make their buildings. They use their <laughs> very nice buildings. Very nice buildings. And- they jump very high, you know. Oh. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So tell us what we don't know about the Vatrix. <laughs> what we could learn. And if you somehow already know a lot about Vatrix, make it something not true. Just like make sure you're making something up. <laughs> As if it needs to be said. <laughs> Please respond to our <laughs> listener question with a non-serious answer. Thank you. <laughs> Just in case. Maybe they'll mess with us and reply with serious answers then. Just. Just in case we get a new listener this week who starts with this episode and doesn't know our deal. <laughs> they would turn it off so fast. Yeah, they would not have made it this far, probably. They would stop, like, right after that so bony. They would just be like... <laughs> and <"I'm> out. <laughs> Pash out. Okay, like, we know that Vratix eat their pets. Yes. But on, like, real special occasions. But, like, I want to know about the rest of their culinary culture. Oh, yeah. Because... Uh. I love food, so I'm real curious about that. Like, yeah, like pets are like the the big feast 
cultural gathering, but like what's just a regular meal. Right. I mean, we we, we say don't pig, but people people on farms like name their pigs and stuff in the yeah, museum, yeah. So It's similar to that, I guess. Yeah, it's more. It's from what the description was, it seemed like a cross between like having farm animals and a pet. Yeah, like the chicken I had that we made into a yeah. pie once. Yeah, like people having backyard. Wait, 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 <laughs> wait. We we're not just blowing past that. <laughs> It was, Did you okay, it just say the chicken we once had that we made into a pie? Is that what I heard? Yes. Okay. Okay. Like we, okay. I, we got chickens, and I, I chose a chicken. It was my chicken, and it turns out it was a rooster, and we couldn't have a rooster, so we ended up having to eat it. So you made like a chicken pot pie. Yep. It's a rooster pot pie to the you, Heath. Oh, wow. I named. The the rooster pie as in the number oh, pie. No. <laughs> oh. That's so I weird. My because pig. my youngest sibling had a guinea pig once named Pie as in the number pie. Its legal name was three point one four one five nine two etc etc. Did you also oh, make a pie out of it? <laughs> we never turned it into a pie though. We're not monsters. Okay. No, but to be fair, though, guinea pigs are a delicacy in um in New Guinea. <laughs> wait is that real or did you just say that because of the guinea no uh guinea pigs really are where are they eaten hold on i gotta get a look it is south up. america somewhere that is a thing it's south america yeah, yeah. i wonder what they taste like eat guinea or like red that's like something. all you had to do was type in eat and guinea pig popped up so <laughs> in peru oh my god google's listening to you that's just based on your past search results. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so in South America. Oh, yeah. yeah. Which, also, guinea pigs are super annoying, so I don't feel that bad about it. Yeah, I had one in my room that kept me up all night every night. Yeah, exactly. Oh, yeah, I know that sound. Counts my dreams. Okay, so anyway, to answer the listener question. Yeah, are we, in, are we I answering that, this now or are we waiting? I already answered it. At it again. Oh, I'll think about the culinary culture more then. Yeah, you have to come up with something, Saf. Okay, I can do that. You have to pretend like we did research and this is what we found out. Right, I'm going to yeah. do so much research. We're all going to go gonna research the Vratix and come back and be like, here's a fun fact about the Vratix that yeah, I learned exactly. that I bet you didn't know. Yeah. <laughs> I'm going to get an A+. Plus. <laughs> Cool. Okay, <laughs> so that's our our homework for this week, and however many weeks after that, <laughs> um, listeners, this is also your homework. Answer us: What else haven't we learned about the Vratrix culture yet? You can hit us up on Twitter at roguepodron. You can find us at our website roguepodron.tumblr.com, which is also where those fanfics are going to go up. So go read those. You can email us at roguepodron at gmail.com. And you should subscribe to us via the Far Far Away radio feed on iTunes, Stitcher, FeedBurner, or Google Play. And also, leave a nice review. Ah, uh, me. Um, yes. Ah, <laughs> uh, that boy. Uh, Meg? <laughs> 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 All I heard was, ah, uh, that boy. <laughs> <laughs> yep, that's Meg. As she flew away from our computer slowly. <laughs> <laughs> a little feverish right now. Don't worry about it. Um, oh. <laughs> Next time on Rogue Padron, X-Wing, The Back to War, chapters 30 through 36. And with that, 
This is Rogue Padron signing off. Pash out. (laughs) (laughs) Pew, pew, pew. Wait, should we should we say that we're um taking like yeah we're on break next week. (laughs) Oh, make don't die. Do what I want. Way to have agency (laughs) for your own actions, Meg. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, you know. Um, so next time, meaning in two or more weeks, <laughs> the X-Wing Back to War, chapters 30 through 36. And with that, this is Rogue Padron signing off. Pash out. <laughs> Rogue Leader signing off. Rogue Six signing off. Rogue Seven signing off. Rogue 3 signing off. Pew! This entire episode is trash. I'm just going to put up Heath making boo sounds as our episode this week. <laughs> no, this episode was so good. Oh my god, it what was have so we become? Trash. talking about? <laughs> we have become... It was like peak Rogue Padron. Yeah, I was going to say, we've become what we have been like working towards this whole time we have sowed the seeds of our own destruction is what you're saying we've become (laughs) yep we've become our best selves (laughs) (laughs) oh my god we're living the best life (laughs) oh my god i'm glistening so hard right now (laughs) so you're glistening so hard (laughs) danny you get the glistening bodhi for the week oh (laughs) i actually want to make a statue now (laughs) I'll Photoshop oh God, one, don't worry. Celebration. Don't you worry, I will Photoshop a glistening I'm gonna get, No, I'm going to work on my, like, female clay sculpting skills. And oh, have I some totally, boaties. Oh, and if we can, I like... Totally make stuff we have to have a glistening like, body to hang out. Oh, my God. Out if and we can make glistening body stickers for celebration. <laughs> <laughs> no, like, like making stuff out of clay is, is one of my <laughs> actual... Things I do, so I could totally yes, do that. Yeah. <laughs> Danny, All Danny, right. you tried to make Bodhi happen. <laughs> Don't try to walk away from it now. <laughs> Bodhi is happening because of you. <laughs> you. Uh, that's my proudest Bodhi moment. Is full, full swing right now. <laughs> oh my god, I am totally making glistening Bodhi's celebration. Yeah. All right, Meg, you should go rest. I should eat something and rest. Oh, yeah. Meg, eat food. And what? Eat food. Yes. Eat it so hard. Eat it. Mm. I mean, eat the crap out of it. Good. Well, I mean, maybe don't do that. That sounds kind of gross, but. (laughs) Don't judge, Danny. Eat the nutrients out of it. Eat all the nutrients out of it. Very good. Yeah, get that nutrients. Yeah. Get those notes. (laughs) <laughs> no, no. <laughs> it's just, it went back around to weird. So many newts. <laughs> <laughs> oh God. I don't know why I even bother talking anymore. <laughs> Go look after yourself, Mick. Okay. I love you, babies. Oh this this yep. was good. This Tonight has good. been a thing. <laughs> good night. <laughs> good night. Bye. Bye. Oh my.